Man, so I got absolutely beefed last night. Really? Yeah. What so like I had some some like dads over and their kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well, I got a grill for these fools. And I made a whole pack of beef hot dogs. Yeah. Brother, I woke up at two in the morning with the hardest migraine of my entire life. Did you get the um the meat sweats, like nightmares and shit? No, I got meat chills. There was no nightmares. Mm-hmm. But like it was just the worst migraine of my life. I had chills. And it passed at like three in the morning. But man, it sucked. Totally beefed. Just to be clear, you didn't drink like a bunch of alcohol. Like you you attribute it to the hot dogs? It was yeah, it was absolutely the hot dogs. I had like I mean there was some sippies there, but it was like two drinks over like eight hours of entertaining babies. So yeah. <laughs> could have been running around with toddlers in the house too. Yeah. But I think it was the beef dogs, because I haven't had like beef in uh years. Really? Year- Has it been <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a beef beef consumer. Yeah. Wife doesn't eat any beef, so it doesn't really make it into the house often. Yeah. I I haven't had beef in I think almost eleven years. So I think if I ate like a single beef hot dog, I would die. <laughs> I think and like beef hot dogs will regularly do that to you. This is a uh, the beef podcast, right? Yeah. Welcome to Beef Guys Advance. Here we like to break down the beef. We're breaking the beef down today. What's and, um, what's the beef? <laughs> what's the beef we have been known to talk about beef on this podcast but we also talk about video games sometimes yeah once we get the beef out of the way yeah and uh there has been no shortage of beef in the game multiverses (laughs) none at all none at all um do you want to take a stab at uh describing this game or do you want me to so multiverses is like Imagine the Looney Tunes, just like a normal Looney Tunes episode, but you're controlling most of them, and Jake the dog is there too. Yeah, and Superman and Batman. I I really feel like it's the type of roster that makes you wonder what the Federal Trade Commission is up to. It seems like if you didn't explain any of what this board game was, I would have to guess that this game was called Monopoly. That's what they should have called it, huh? (laughs) Actual Monopoly. Monopoly TM TM TM. Uh, so uh, how uh, you like the game? You like it? Yeah, I like it a lot. Unfortunately, it's damn. Um, yeah, I, I think at face value, like you could be pretty skeptical of this game. Like, um, oh, it's like a really cringe Smash clone. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I would say it does all the things that that Smash don't, that Nintendo. You talking about that rollback? Yeah, they got that rollback. It plays so well. Yeah. And I like I've played it over primarily Wi-Fi and it's been absolutely great. Yeah, me too. Have you tried playing Smash Ultimate online at all? <laughs> I want to say maybe I probably gave it a couple shots around when the game first came out, but it was practically unplayable where it just wasn't fun and I'm not I'm not great at Smash, but you still for me to notice it was falling behind was like that's saying something yeah it's not really acceptable especially for like nintendo (laughs) like yeah i mean they don't have the warner brother dollars oh yeah no they they don't have that like space jam money do you so have you seen the space jam movie the new one or the old one both (laughs) okay um 
the the answer to both is no uh, <laughs> wait you haven't seen the original space jam no uh so this is actually the, mo- funny. the toon squad the monsters yeah. like i know about it sarah and i tried charles to watch... barkley no listen sarah and i tried to watch the first uh space jam movie not too long ago okay and dude watch space jam again the intro takes 10 minutes it's like a 10 minute loop of like the space jam song and it doesn't end <laughs> it's it, the wait, is that the one where he, he wants to fly like an eagle no I, isn't it um ah uh, dude i don't know that one something like that just watch space jam again and pay an Aykroyd. pay pay like as much close attention as possible to how long that intro goes on and how funny it is <laughs> did you turn it off yeah dude i wasn't sitting through it oh my it ends like if you like obviously if you make it through the whole it. movie it does have end credits no dude it's an hour and 30 minutes of that fucking song i probably haven't watched it since i was like 10 yeah yeah <laughs> no this is a really good segue though because as you know i live under a rock like, Michael Jordan? I know who Michael Jordan is. The names I just, are coming back to me slowly. <laughs> um, I don't know what happened to my childhood. Like I I don't know. I must have been like sheltered on like some farm and then like my memory deleted. But I, I haven't like seen a lot of the things <laughs> yeah. in this video game. So in preparation for this episode, I watched The Iron Giant and a lot of Tom and Jerry. Okay, so you got two characters out of the way. The character you play, right? You play Iron Giant? I'm an Iron Giant main. And I'm a very dedicated Tom and Jerry main at this point. Would you say that is your favorite character to play? Yeah, dude. I <laughs> I love Tom and Jerry. I didn't realize it until like a few weeks ago. We've been watching so much Tom and Jerry and it's mm-hmm. like, God, I sound like I'm like 75 years old right now, probably. Well, so is Tom and Jerry, where can I watch that? HBO Max. Oh, of course. Okay. That's where everything in this game <laughs> exists. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Watch some Tom and Jerry. The thing that I highlighted, um, when uh, Tom the cat gets hurt, he yells like a human man, <laughs> and nothing has been funnier <laughs> since that happened. It is the most visceral scream ever. Yeah. I feel um, like most movie screams are clips from Tom and Jerry. Like you have the Wilhelm scream and then you have Tom and Jerry screams. Yeah, people don't yeah. know that that was started in Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Um, but I also watched the Iron Giant and that Fucking movie really dog. holds up. Yeah, Iron Giant is fantastic. Yeah, it made me Love wonder. It. I am Groot. Oh, cuz it's Vin Diesel. Yes. He yeah, Groot says his own name and there's a whole yeah. movie about it coming out. And his whole thing is that he doesn't want to fight. The Iron Giant, right? Yeah, the Iron Giant does not want to fight. Which, uh, this discourse happened around when Ready Player One came out. Because uh, yeah. he, he was like in the trailer, like, killing a lot of people. <laughs> it's like, no, that's the opposite of... So, I read a Wikipedia synopsis before I watched The Iron Giant. And I, the like writer or whoever like thought up of this movie mm-hmm. said he wanted to make a movie about a gun who didn't want to be a gun anymore. Oh, and doesn't it kind of suck that like twice we're playing, now 
we're playing the Iron Giant in this video game now. Yeah, and he even has his... So, like, at a certain percentage, I'm not sure what unlocks it. I think it's when you have enough of those, like, bolts or whatever you collect. Mm -hmm. uh, you can turn into the very violent mode from the movie, mm -hmm. like, his destruction mode. And you can do that a couple times a match. So, like, he's he's very much violent. <laughs> he doesn't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> but he'll yeah. do it again in 2v2s. I mean, I yeah. guess in the context of a 2v2, like... He's defending his partner. Do, do we want to write off the Iron Giant as this is his self defense? Well, when he goes into self defense mode, that's when he gets all angry. <laughs> I yeah, think it's true. He starts before that. I think a lot of his moves were kind of uh, based off of moments in the Iron Giant where he wasn't being violent, like when he spins the car around. That's like his up B or whatever, right? Yeah. And that was just him like having fun with Hogarth. Which is a wild name for a child. Yeah, yeah Hogarth. <laughs> Hogarth. What do you the main character of this film to be? Hogarth. Hogarth. Shout out to Hogarth, though, because, like, when, when did the Iron Giant come out? Let me Google uh, that. Yeah, I'll go ahead and Google it. 1999, Hogarth said, I'm not talking to the feds. Like, what? That's fantastic. Well, he, <laughs> he didn't say that explicitly, but that whole movie, like, the FBI shows up and he's like, uh uh, no. I'm not hmm. talking to y'all. Did he just... It, it has been a long time since I've seen the Iron Giant. Where did he keep that guy? The Is Iron he Giant? in a junkyard? Mm-hmm. With okay. the artist who's, like, making... Dude, I swear to God, if that, if that movie came out in 2022, the discourse would be, like, insufferable. Oh, absolutely. Fox News would be like, yo, does this movie support the military? Like, Is this movie woke? Is it suitable for children? <laughs> anyway Fucking idiots yeah uh um, but i love the iron giant in this game he's so yeah. big and it's pretty funny like yeah, it's mm -hmm. like when everyone thought ridley was too big for smash mm -hmm. they did this game didn't even give anyone chan the chance to have that discourse they just led with putting the iron giant in their smash yeah and they made him like three times the size of everyone yeah which is good and bad because like I personally don't mind when I'm fighting the Iron Giant because, mm -hmm. like, he's, like, big combo food. Like, Oh, yeah, it's easy to get just stuck. I feel like I get sandwiched half the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the largest hurtbox. Mm -hmm. um, big hitbox, though. <laughs> big hitbox, though, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Tom and Jerry. I'm at, like, level, I think, like, 17 now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I got 10 with Iron Giant, but I haven't really touched. I play a little bit of Jake the Dog. He's maybe like level 7 or something, but mm -hmm. that, yeah, I, I pretty much just play the Iron Giant. But no, nobody's uh, past that level 10 mark. Is there anything, like what's the benefit of getting to level 17? Um, I guess you unlock like that final perk, right? The biggest diamond. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I only, I have four perks. Okay. Like, there's the the three little ones and then the big diamond. I think I got one of those at level maybe like eight or ten or something. Okay. Yeah, and I think like later on, like I I unlocked like a little Tom and Jerry icon for the top left of the screen. Ooh. And yeah. is there anything you unlock that like so me as a lower level person, is there anything that would make your higher level Tom and Jerry have an advantage? Well, I guess these perks, right? Although I 
they say they do like so a lot of these perks say like oh four percent more damage to aerial attacks or whatever yeah and yeah it's like the the higher you train and the better you are the more advantage you have over someone else which i guess is fine like if you put in the work you should be um rewarded for it but yeah i think as long as there's some way to keep like if i'm booting up the game for the first time i would hate to go against like super high level people yeah and i'm sure that they do some sort of matchmaking yeah Um, but it definitely doesn't feel as gratuitous as like pokemon unite where you could just buy your way into having a better snorlax than someone else's snorlax yeah this one seems like everything can be done just by fighting tom and jerry a hundred times yeah yeah and a lot of the um if you spend like real money it's mostly just like cosmetic stuff or like unlocking a character (laughs) put in little swimmies on the iron giant yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. i'm gonna do it yeah so um we've talked about how wild this roster is Uh, no we haven't (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um the leaks uh, uh like up front the leaks show that uh we can anticipate characters from Harry Potter, Naruto, Lord of the Rings, Godzilla, and King Kong. And Gizmo. And Gizmo, of course. Sorry, Gizmo. Yeah, don't forget um, Gizmo. I thought maybe we could play a little game where we talk about other characters that could be introduced to this game through the Warner Brothers property. And we can Fantastic. maybe brainstorm how these characters would play. All right? Okay. And if at any point you have a character that you want to add to this list uh to shout it out yeah will do um first one i want to bring up is all the bears from we bear bears because I, I like that show a lot oh that's ab- do you want me to just kind of weigh in immediately with yeah. how i think they'd fight yeah dog litter rip okay that is one character yeah where you're playing <laughs> all three of them mostly like stack like their up move is them just stacking on top of each other like standing on each other's backs i feel like they do that a lot yeah, they do that a lot. So I feel like <laughs> they might be by default just like stacked up. Yeah, that's definitely going to be one character and that's going to be incredible. Oh man, but like maybe you can ring out some of them. Like um, Ice Climbers? Yeah, kind of like Ice Climbers where they can sort of stand on their own without the other, but maybe their up move doesn't go as high, but they do more damage or something. What if it was just Ice Climbers, but there was a third? Yeah, Ice, just climb. ice Climbers with a third. <laughs> Yeah, that would be crazy. All oh, right, that's fun. I'm with it. Okay, the next one I have written down is Osmosis Jones, um, which is another another movie I haven't watched. So uh, okay, maybe you can do no, some. No, I actually lifting. had Osmosis Jones on my wish list. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, I. I mean, I think he's. He'd be more boring than I than I think they could have him because they could have him like climb into people and maybe like control their bodies for a second or something if they wanted to get really weird with it oh okay kind of like how in smash when you play donkey kong you can like grab them and throw them elsewhere yeah or like yoshi you can swallow them and walk them off the edge or something but the other way around where you you literally (laughs) control their character yeah or like you can get inside them and give them a cold or something so they like slows or adds like cold damage dude that's good that's good, but That's good. I think what they would do right off the bat is just kind of make them like play like a cop, <laughs> just give them a gun and a jacket. Uh, okay, maybe like a like a fox or a falco. Yeah, he yeah exactly. I think he'd play more like a star fox, but hopefully they give him cool little 
like disease-ridden moves. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. yeah. Um okay, I'll, I'm just going to keep going down my list. Okay. Um Bear Grills. Oh my gosh. She takes yeah. a bite out of everyone. Yeah, he has Wario's uh neutral B where he just takes a big chomp. And he has a, a piss meter. <laughs> he has a piss meter for sure. <laughs> By consuming people, you fill up your, your pissometer and do more damage. Or you re- I guess you would recover health by refilling I, the pee meter. So I'm imagining the opposite. He has a piss meter that's constantly going up and <laughs> he has to like manage that. I guess like there's a there's a parallel to every fighting game. I guess like Nagori Yuki in Guilty Gear. You you can't let the meter go up too high otherwise he um wets his pants. Yeah, the piss comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. What about young Sheldon? Do you think we'll get yep. young Sheldon? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he could throw like beakers around. Yeah, it would be it kind of like Velma though. But oh no, uh, you know when the villager drops his pot in Smash? Yeah, it's like yeah. his four day or whatever. That, but with beakers. Or then he goes bazinga, and like a sound cloud of bazinga shoots out. A sound cloud. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? What? Uh. He drops his mixtape. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, link to his SoundCloud. Like Bazinga. a speech bubble? A speech bubble, thank you. Yeah, and um, that's like a Jigglypuff rest where it kills immediately when he says Bazinga. Yeah, if you get hit by the Bazinga button. Yeah. It's obviously a B, depending on what controller you're using, I guess. Yeah, I think young Sheldon could do it. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, I'll let you keep going, but that opens up kind of a sitcom hell I'm not really excited for. Well, we can... We can go through this next one pretty quick because I already feel like we know the solution. Uh, sure. Chip and Chip and Joanna Gaines. I mean, Ice Climbers again, right? Who? Chip and Joanna Gaines from Fixer Uppers. Oh my god. <laughs> oh wow. Could do they like build a house? No, that's Minecraft Steve's move. Build a house around people and then blow up the house. Yeah, maybe they're just Minecraft Steve. Uh, I got two more. Sure. Anderson Cooper. <laughs> Okay, how does how does Anderson Cooper fight? I feel like he might fight like Velma. Doesn't she like attack with words? Yeah, she's sort of almost like playing her own game. She's looking for clues and stuff. And eventually, as you collect more clues, you can basically unmask the opponent and the cops come and arrest them. Now, for mm-hmm. Anderson Cooper's, it's sort of like he's reporting on the battle and the things he reports happen in the fight. Oh, okay. So that's cl- sick, and he's looking directly at the the player the whole time. <laughs> oh my, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I like this. So you collect all these words and stuff, and mm-hmm. then he says, "Breaking news: Tom and Jerry have just been smashed to death by Jake the dog's arm." And then oh, it happens in real life. And then a full teleprompter of the thing crushes the opponent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, oh. that's good. That's exciting. I hope they do it. Do you think they'll do it? I think we'll see that from from some character. I think there's going to be a character like that. It might not be Anderson Cooper specifically. Yeah, maybe it's like Don Lemon. Yeah, with what we're seeing from Velma, I think they will play into the character traits of a lot of people and make them into moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. So last character. Uh, mm-hmm. I have here Austin Powers. <laughs> Thank you. 
another one. He's definitely going to be shooting like mojo symbols at people. Mm-hmm. Like the um the male sign. Yeah. Or like summoning the fembots. Okay, maybe he's like um okay, Jacko from Guilty Gear, but uh from Rev 2 where yeah, you plant the little like robot guys, but you're just putting fembots over, all over. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, Austin Austin Powers is a good one. I think at some point the Shagmobile, oh the Shagwire. Yeah, that's it. That would be his like side B. I think he would hop in the Shagwire. Yeah, and just run people over. Mhm. He'll he'll ask people who does number two work for. Mm. If he asks the same question three times, the character gets blown up. <laughs> <laughs> I think. His down B with him, like, grabbing the collar of the character and then putting their head underwater for the the sharks. <laughs> the sharks with freaking laser beams on their head? Yeah, with the freaking laser beams on yeah. their head. The fall yeah. will kill us both powers. Or that's where he grabs you and jumps out a window. Yeah. Why won't you die? <laughs> <laughs> um. Cool. So that was a fun game. I think we should make some sort of bet here uh well hold on you did forget ross geller from friends no i didn't <laughs> he, he was left off the list intentionally okay <laughs> is friends a warner brothers property yeah I, absolutely I, there, I mean is. i'm kind of just going off of what's on hbo max right, right maybe samantha from sex in the city they'd be on there too but yeah i think ross would be in there and he just tries to date all the characters and they get so miserable, they have to walk off the stage. <laughs> He's just like wildly inappropriate and insufferable. Yeah. And he wears the leather pants that get stuck to his legs. You probably don't understand that, but. No, I'm not a big fan. I mean, oh, dude, a laugh track. Like. Yeah, we'll see that with the, the Bazinga character as well. You Good use of laugh tracks. His neutral B is just like a laugh track and like it doesn't do anything. <laughs> it never lands. <laughs> sorry i'm i'm hating i'll i'll stop hating no it's okay yeah. i mean i'm pissed but i'm fine <laughs> i think if one of these characters makes it into the game we should like a 10 hour austin power stream yeah okay so if one of these characters make it into the game we will watch all austin powers movies and do like a long form video on them i would love to do an austin powers in review sweet that's a video game yeah hey are there austin powers video games there's a few that sounds like stuff they'd chunk out on the ds or something <laughs> i think it was a game boy game oh my god yes but there, there's not a lot don't ask how i know <laughs> yeah so that was multiverses believe it or not Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's um, it's a good game and I think the current roster is is strong and I definitely want to play a little more of it. Yeah, just talking about it makes me want to play more. Let's stop here. <laughs> yeah, should we go to should we take a quick break? Yeah, we'll take a little break, play some multiverses. Yeah. See y'all when we get back. Beep boop boop. Today's episode of Game Guys Advance is sponsored by A1 Game Sauce. Mm -mm. I personally love A1 Game Sauce. They shipped us both 
several bottles and I don't want to speak for you, James, but we've, I've been putting it on everything. Yeah, I can't stop putting it on all my controllers. It lends a moisture to the controller where I'm getting these inputs in, especially with games like Multiverse. Mm-hmm. Having the A1 game sauce is something to back me up is, honestly, I think I have the upper hand. Yeah, and it's jam-packed with vitamins and minerals to give you that extra edge in your next gaming session. They didn't need to make it so delicious. It's functional and tasty. Yeah, yeah. I thought I would just be using it, you know, to get that extra edge. But I've been using it a lot. I have a quick recipe. Oh, yeah. What do you Um, got? I know the A1 brand has been tied to steak mostly, but I personally, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, coincidentally. (laughs) Yeah, we uh, don't do beef. (laughs) we We don't do beef, but I've been using it as a marinade. Oh, fantastic. So what I've been doing is I've been marinating asparagus in it for a couple hours. And then I preheat the oven to 450 and I put, you know, after the vegetables are marinating, I've been putting it on a tray Mm -hmm. and leaving it in the oven overnight for a great breakfast the next morning. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I've been using mine more as like an appetizer. Just raw? Not raw. I like to spread a little bit over the PS5 touchpad and I'll dip my chips in there while I'm gaming. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thank you again to A1 Game Sauce. Uh, go to a1gamesauce.com slash GGA to get 10% off your next order. Again, that's a1gamesauce.com slash GGA to get 10% off of your next order. Mm-mm. A1 Game Sauce. Good games, great sauce. I'm back, but I forget what, what day it is. Uh, I think I know where you're going. It's... Xenoblade Day. Man, I I snuff and love this game. Yeah. This game's got me feeling like a right Muppet. Just such a good (sighs) shout. Are these like Australian? uh... Snuff off, mate. (laughs) Do they say stuff like this? Yeah, spark that. Really? Defo. Oh, my God. Okay, so I don't... I I think it's kind of good that I don't know anything about this game. Can you just like... Give it to me straight. What's good with this game? Well, I I think the... Wow, these words have broken my brain. So yes, they do say things like snuff heads. But... (laughs) Snuff off. Yeah, yeah. I'll start with a little, like, the base description. Here's here's the copy and paste description and then what I I feel about it. Mm -hmm. So, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 takes place in the world of Aeonis, where the mechanically proficient nation of Keeves and their ether-oriented nation of Agnes are at constant war with one another. So, basic premise, you have the two warring nations always kind of going at it. But Mm -hmm. this is where it starts to get kind of wild. Like, the opening cutscene is just... And I'll try and stay within the first, like, you know, hour or so of the game. Basically, the prologue before they, like, throw a logo in your face. So, Mm -hmm. pretty, pretty spoiler-free. Yeah. But... It's opening with a pretty big war between the two nations. And as the soldiers are following, there's these giant mechs behind both armies that absorb the soldiers off the battlefield. So They absorb? Yeah. The soldiers die, turn into a husk, and then get absorbed into these giant mechs. And Do they serve as, like, fuel? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. So, all the soldiers have a lifespan of 10 years. Okay. They're born as like young adults and then they fight for 10 years and then eventually 
they just turn into this this dust to fuel the mm-hmm. nation into making more soldiers and they keep both nations keep fighting each other to refill their own their own like life energy to make more of these soldiers is that the sole reason why they're fighting yes that's pretty sick actually they're fighting to live oh. and to get the most out of their 10 years and it's insane because at when someone reaches their 10 year mark they have an event called the homecoming mm-hmm. where the person will get to stand in front of the queen and these people come out with flutes they play a beautiful song and the person is dusted into nothing oh my god and they love it they're like yes my purpose is to make it 10 years and reach my homecoming so you playing as the protagonist he's looking at these things and he's like is is this really it like is that what i want and he's basically asking all the same questions you are so he has the role of being an offseer which are these people that play these beautiful flutes at the end of a battle they play Mm -hmm. these songs and that's what triggers all the soldiers getting like taken into this space dust to get absorbed yeah so like that's his kind of role here but man he he's like really bummed about it while everyone else is just super excited and like when the battle's over and they have just like a battlefield filled with bodies all your friends Mm -hmm. are like hell yeah that'll show them now we get more life and they're just like they have no value for what what the war has done only your character is really seeing it for what it is yeah so i guess like the purpose of going through this thing is to see how that cycle kind of gets broken. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good. At least so far. Yeah. Um, how many hours have you put in already? So for me, I'm, I'm mostly just playing whenever I can get my son to fall asleep. So, <laughs> but so I've clocked in exactly three hours before sitting in this chair. Mm-hmm. And, and that's enough to kind of get the, mm, like the main turning point, so you are going through you know the the conflicts with your main friends who oh wait i had the one guys could never it doesn't matter but they they said a lot more kind of stuff like uh you know the the spark that's and the right muppets yeah because <laughs> it's one of those games where when you're in combat everyone's just kind of yelling stuff but they yell the <laughs> same thing a whole lot and it's like stuck in your head like a song now yeah spark muppets the, yeah the one character is like you hear that, Noah? Land said he wants something a bit meatier. And he say that every fight. <laughs> it's stuck in your head so much you can just like recall it. Yeah, I just on a podcast. I just hear it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so like as you're going through with with your crew, you start to, you know, again, your protagonist is just kind of questioning the whole thing. Um and you get a mission to collect this ship that doesn't seem like it's coming from the enemy nation. So you're on the side Oh, you are the other side. The bad guys. Well, the bad guys to you are from Agnes. Mm-hmm. You're from the nation of Keeves. Mm-hmm. And you get a mission to find some ship that doesn't seem to be like it's from the other side either. But it has some strong source that's going to give you guys more life nonsense. Mm-hmm. So now both nations are trying to capture this one ship. The battle ends up pretty much wiping out most people except your party. And from the other nation as well, you mm-hmm. run into three people that survived from their side. And lo and behold, you have the other three protagonists 
from the opposite nation. Oh, so do you play as both nations? You have a party of six in this game. <laughs> so it's one single party, but it includes three characters from both sides. Yes. Okay. Split. I wasn't sure if it was like a perspective flip. It's like, oh, well, now you're playing as the bad guys. I want to say at some point it probably does switch over because it's sort of marked as like a dual protagonist thing. You have Noah, which is from your side. And then the other person is Mio, who's the girl who's also the offseer on the other side, which is, mm -hmm. you know, the flute player. Uh, so they meet in battle and they're fighting, which is it's, it's a pretty cool fight. But like even while they're fighting, they're just like slowly starting to get along a little bit. Yeah. But they realize the thing that they're trying to get is from this one guy who's standing there. Eventually, you know, I won't spoil all the cool stuff, but the guy that yeah. they meet there is like 60 years old. Okay. So they're like, uh, what? How is there an old guy here? Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> there shouldn't be anyone like above the age, like 25. Yeah, yeah. And that's like the kicker where they're just starting to question their whole worldview is meeting someone older. But so he's good. Yeah. That premise actually sounds really good. Uh, I haven't gotten into any of the Xenoblade games. Yeah. But but um, that premise sounds like immediately subversive of the genre where like, I, I don't know. And tell me if I'm wrong. Like, does it not have like that slow start where like you're in a hometown for like two hours and. Nope. So it opens up in that first war. Right. Which you just get control of your character immediately and start to see that that, that thing with the, the flutes sending off people and seeing the soldiers on the field getting absorbed. So immediately you're like, what is up with this? <laughs> you're like right in the middle of the action. Yeah. And, you know, you, again, your protagonist is kind of having... Like, it's presented in a way where it's showing you these little details that your character is finding odd. But like you as the gamer is definitely finding freaking crazy. Mm -hmm. So it, it's nice to feel like you're on the same page as the protagonist. Yeah, like you're both uh, discovering the information at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is the gameplay like? So the gameplay, I, I don't know if you watched that like crazy long Nintendo Direct they put out for this. Or like not. looked at clips of it. So the yeah. combat mm -hmm. looks kind of off-putting in trailers. There is a lot on the screen, but mm -hmm. you are responsible for one character. And as you get close to an enemy, you can start an auto attack. So your character's just swinging and you have special abilities where if you time them, so an auto attack hits, you hit a move, it changes into like a combo thing. So it's sort of like, it almost plays like a an MMO kind of game where you're watching okay. the combat unfold and interjecting with your own special moves. And right, like you kind of give the order and then the character does it. Yeah. But you can chime in whenever. Exactly. And you're running around the battlefield, like you have full control of that part. And mm -hmm. the special moves are based on like your positioning. So you have moves that hit stronger from the back. You have a side move that kind of from previous games, you have a side move that inflicts like a status effect where you, you break the target then the AI will ch chime in with like their parts of the combo. Mm -hmm. So you inflict the break. One of your teammates knocks the enemy down and then they inflict like a big confuse on them. 
and then you can just kind of unload special attacks. Okay. So you're just, you're looking at one character. The AI is doing really well at controlling themselves. There is still a lot mm-hmm. on the screen, but you're just watching one guy and like your four special buttons. Okay. That doesn't sound like as cumber- as cumbersome as it looks. It It plays really well. Damn. And like it's the tutorials are good. Like there's just certain points where you're playing and a window pops up and it's like, yeah, here's two quick like tips and it keeps the, the pages short. It's not like a wall of text like some some of the previous games. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to have played the other ones either. Oh, yeah. That was going to be another question. Yeah. And it, it takes a lot. So I beat the first one recently and that game was awesome. Mm hmm. I was playing the second one i don't like it as much okay the gameplay is really hard and it like hard in a sense that it's not controller friendly like the okay. positional attacks i was talking about mm-hmm. there's no way to tell like your position and the enemies are so small sometimes that i'm like mm-hmm. all right is, is this actually like am i behind the person this game has mm-hmm. a little error like an arrow telling you where you are in relation to the monster so it's like easy to tell like all right i am behind them this attack will work yeah yeah and the mini map you can turn on uh the first game had a little dotted line you could follow to the next quest Mm -hmm. that's back but you can turn it off and on okay which is sick (laughs) have you been using it i haven't used it yet oh interesting okay yeah i'm trying to do with like without it because there is still like a a single marker that's like all right the markers is way out there. I know if I walk in that direction, I'll probably find it. So I haven't had any trouble like locating stuff yet, but there is, you know, that dotted line if I need it. Yeah. Maybe this is a good transition point or like we can talk about these games in parallel because mm-hmm. I'd like to maybe compare and contrast like what these two games are doing. Um, I downloaded the Dragon Quest Eleven demo on Switch. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like that 10 free hours. and um, Which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a very generous demo. I kind of wish... Uh, is there a Xenoblade 3 demo? There is not. Right. Um, that's okay. Yeah. I just, I was just kidding. No, I did buy the physical copy, so... Hey, when I beat oh. it, I'll just I'll trade with you. Okay, yeah, yeah. We can set up a trade. Yeah, there you go. And then you can just dabble with it. You get the, the demo of just borrowing my copy. But yeah, how, yeah. how are you liking Dragon Quest? I'm liking it. It seems to be like the... Um, a lot of I, I I see like a lot of opposites to this uh, Xenoblade conversation. Yeah, where it, it seems to be really s- slow. Um, but like that being well, I, I guess I should say I decided to download the demo after watching uh, Kotaku's Tim Rogers videos mm-hmm. on this game. He has these reviews that, and he he just like expresses his love for the series. It. it they seem like love letters. It, it was like really compelling. And I thought I should play this video game. Um, that and I don't know. I started thinking about the JRPGs that did hit me. And I was thinking about Yakuza like a dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, How much he loves Dragon Quest. <laughs> yeah. I thought I would play this game to see. I wondered if it would be like listening to your favorite artist's artist. Oh, okay. And like trying to like see the parallels and stuff um yeah but i've been enjoying it i, f- I find myself wanting that dotted line in xenoblade <laughs> a little bit yeah I, I i feel that so i'm i probably have like 30 hours into that game dragon quest mm-hmm. and it's 
it's great, but it's one of those games that you should be enjoying in just like small bursts. I think the game does a great job at leaving little, little like, oh, narrative breadcrumbs. Oh shit! But it leaves like little things where like every maybe half hour or an hour, there's usually some like plot point revelation, and that's a mm-hmm. great point to just like put the game down and pick it back up. Not immediately, yeah, and maybe it, go to bed. <laughs> yeah, no, I was about to say in this Tim Rogers uh, video, he described dragon quest games as bedtime stories yes like something you play before bed and there there i feel like there's like no negative energy that i've seen in this game so far Mm -hmm. like the music that plays during the title screen like makes me want to like march for some reason yeah are you sick of the battle music yet (laughs) no not yet but i've only put like three or four hours in so far yeah um that that demo if you you know it took me a a long time to get through the demo just because i was playing it for a little bit before bed um the ending made me try and find a copy of the the real thing almost immediately. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just like a nice hero's journey and the plot is like just compelling enough where I need to see where it's going. Yeah. It seems to be, I mean, would you say like Dragon Quest like created the JRPG? Uh, they definitely, I want to say they have a huge part in like the main formula of it. Yeah. They're all like the most cut and dry. Like this is, a nice JRPG story. You have your, your hero, you get hit with the call to action, make friends along the way. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this seems to be doing all of, like, the tropes of the genre, but, like, mastering them, kind of. It's it because, like, like, most of the tropes are, like, they made them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, I don't think it, like, subverts very often. I think this game did does have, like, a pretty different feel where... You know, your hero is like that, you know, call to action guy. He's like the hero of the realm or whatever. And then it's found out really quickly that like he's being accused of like basically being the Antichrist. <laughs> I don't know if you got like there yet. Yeah, he's the luminary one to the, like the people who believe in him, but the bringer of something. Yes. The bringer of like the dark. Yeah, so that's like a really cool like story to kind of follow there yeah no that does interest me i'm gonna keep playing this game i i think yeah. it's lovely um I'm, I'm gonna get back to that once i get through xenoblade but man th- this game is apparently long yeah which i'm fine Did, with is, it, <laughs> is there like an estimate i wonder um i saw like a like a full completion uh ign put out review and they spent like 150 hours on it but I don't think it's like that Persona 150 hours where if you're playing Persona 5, especially Royal, that is a 100 plus hour game, like no questions asked. That's just how long the story takes. Like minimum. Yeah, I think this is doing like all the side quests and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but eh, I'll see how far I get with a lot of side quests, but I, I'm playing the game on easy because I'm I don't want to be challenged. Yeah. I just like I just like the play for the the plot there. Yeah, oh. I think I would do the same. But to get back on, so those flutes I mentioned, mm-hmm. it's like they play like this really beautiful song whenever they do that. And Nintendo has been putting out these like ask the developer segments on their on their Twitter, probably on YouTube too. But the the guys responsible for the music, they actually custom carved these flutes because they wanted it basically be like a sound no one has heard before it's that these are okay. custom-made flutes for the game 
I need to look look that up. Yeah, I have like the the quote there. It's just, I believe Mitsuda is the, the actual like, writer for this game, but in like the quote they had from him is just him saying, "Let's make flutes." I wondered why I should be making them. They said, by making the flutes from scratch, you can create a sound that hasn't been heard before, which is just yeah. like beautiful. <laughs> That's a really cool way to go about creating that kind of music. Yeah, I'm always surprised by like how hard. Like, I feel like I don't hear a lot about Xenoblade until there's a Xenoblade game on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And they're just like going so hard into like marketing it and doing all the things for it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Play Xenoblade. Dude, I might. <laughs> so, I, I mean, to be transparent, like, I wasn't particularly interested in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think I maybe fell prey to uh, seeing the screenshots with the UI and being like, oh, <laughs> that's too much for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the way you're describing the plot has me really interested. Yeah. And then, like, the UI is not bad. Like, there's a lot of lines and stuff on the screen, but the lines are kind of just showing who has aggro like if it's a blue line that means the monster is looking at someone else if it's a red line the monster's looking at you then like, yeah red, so red bad yeah it's not bad there's a lot on the screen but you're only looking at one guy and you can play as any of the other characters so if there's a character you'd rather play the game as you can obviously the cutscenes are still going to go to the protagonist but you can enjoy mm-hmm. like a- any of the other you know five characters I think I'm just down for like a war story. Is, uh, would you describe it as that? Uh, absolutely. Their only thing is to fight and die. Ah, damn it. <laughs> damn it. I might play this. Yeah, I I have no uh, no regrets so far. Yeah, and a, a lot of people have been saying yeah. that um, this has been a banger. Well, I, so the most impressive thing is, you know, actually on our, our YouTube channel, I put out a speed run of starting mm-hmm. the game. Not as long as I thought it would be. Yeah, you thought that was going to be like a funny joke. I thought this was going to be like a 20 minute thing. But no, like, it's just like a, yeah, it's like a seven minute cutscene when you start the game. But man, the JRPGs I played, Yakuza Like a Dragon, that's four mm-hmm. cutscenes. That's the opening. Yeah. Four cutscenes in a row before you can play. Yeah, yeah. So this game does a good job of just like jumping you or dumping you into the, the big fight. And seeing all the probably corrupt stuff going on. Yeah, definitely corrupt. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a little bit corrupt. Yeah. Oh, and it's gross. Uh, Yeah, last last thing on Xenoblade. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, like, it kind of shows you a cutscene where, you know, the soldiers are absorbed from the battle. And there's basically, like, Matrix-esque tanks underneath the city that that fuel that's absorbed pumps out it's like a fetus in the tank and then a second later they're just an adult and they're getting created oh. again and that's where like the 10 years start that's really fucked up <laughs> yeah yeah and they love it yeah they're all about it <laughs> yeah except for your guy so uh, I'm, I'm drawn in after this i'm probably gonna play for as long as i can today nice nice well i will either buy it Mm-hmm. or wait for you to finish it either way i think i do want to play this yeah it's gonna take me a little bit so <laughs> so maybe just buy it <laughs> yeah yeah and i guess that, like last thing maybe i want to get your opinion on it so like, i have mm-hmm. seen complaints about like, how the game looks and stuff like i have seen mm-hmm. screenshots of it next to like final fantasy 7 and it's like oh look 
look at these graphics like 2017 graphics versus i don't know when final fantasy came out actually versus 2022 graphics but like as if mm -hmm. yeah it's at this point i think we know what the switch is capable of and i think this Mm -hmm. just looks like a switch game like i think it's it looks fantastic it runs well yeah and it would be so much better to have like a simplified style i guess yeah and and to have it run well than the opposite of that which is like check out 15 frames of cloud's face on the switch yeah nintendo switch is the fun box it's got Mm -hmm. it's got fun games good stories yeah and i don't know why like xenoblade got that hate but i don't know breath of the wild (laughs) like it's a simplified style it's it's a creative choice it's not like a it's not necessarily like a limitation yeah. or if it is a limitation they're making the best out of it with a creative choice yeah it's like saying a dr seuss art style doesn't look like berserk bro that ain't the mona lisa <laughs> i i just don't get why dr seuss didn't paint the mona lisa yeah look at this good art <laughs> freaking picasso picasso he got the ear in the wrong spot yeah oh crap hey is that is that picasso uh yeah picasso did like cubism and made some like fucked up looking things yeah yeah, you got it why didn't that look like van gogh who was actually missing an ear so arguably oh picasso took it arguably picasso did van gogh right damn it thanks for listening (laughs) thanks for listening to the podcast yeah i don't know how long this one was but thanks for sticking bye sticking like a1 Game Sauce to our sponsor for today. Yeah, thanks again to A1 Game Sauce. Um, good sauce, great games. And uh, yeah, where can people find us on Twitter, James? Uh, you can find us at www.twitter.com slash GameGuysAdvance. And yeah, you're already mm-hmm. listening to the podcast, I guess, but we're on other platforms too if it's like, you know, a pain in the ass wherever you're listening to it. It's on the other ones. Yeah, we should be on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Imager, oh, oh, YouTube. Overcast. MySpace. Did I say MySpace already? No, you said Zanga. That's right. Yeah, we are on Zanga. Not on Tumblr. Yet. We should be. All right. Game guys advance. <laughs> Bye.